the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and a great morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 14th morning of the very first month of the year of our Lord, 2020. The brilliant Peter Kersenow joins me one hour from now. He will, uh, he of course is a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. He wants to talk Iran. He wants to talk impeachment. He wants to talk FISA court abuse and more. But we are going to start the program today in an unusual way. We normally don't start with guests in the first segment, but when Mr. Tom Holmes and tells me that's when he's available, then I say, let's start with a guest in the first segment. Tom Homan is, of course, uh, one of the, one of the, truest patriots, honestly, that this country has working for it, working for uh, over 30 years for the United States uh, as a Border Patrol agent. He is the former, now retired, actually, acting director of ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. He is also now a Fox News contributor, and he is sounding the alarm on all matters relating to immigration that seem to have been pushed to the side now that the Democrats feel like they have something to impeach the president on. But, uh, Director Homan, thank you so much for coming on to the program, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. It, it's a pleasure to have you. You know, I, I love the fact that you are still out there fighting, even though you are retired officially. You're still fighting for the American people. You're fighting for border security. You're fighting for our sovereignty. Because uh, I see you as a Fox News contributor continuing to uh, sound the alarm on things that are going on. For example, what's happening in Illinois. Uh, your interview that you did with Pete Hegseth really, really opened my eyes. And, and I knew a lot of this was going on in sanctuary cities. But to the tune of over eleven or twelve hundred criminals being released, despite ICE detainers being issued, um, th- there are a certain number of people in American cities who simply have no interest in keeping the American people safe. How can this continue to happen, Director Holman? Well, first of all, it's, it's, it's so in, in Chicago, there's you know over, uh, almost eleven hundred detainers not honored. 
But as I explained in the show, that's just a fraction of what's actually occurring in Chicago. Because I think your, your listeners need to understand, when we issue a detainer to a jail, that's based on fingerprints. Because if you and I get arrested tonight, our fingerprints are taken, and the sheriffs or the police, the police send those fingerprints to the uh, in, in, put through NTIC to see if you have a prior criminal history, if you got watch or warrants, and et cetera. At the same time, under this new system, they're also sent to DHS, and we run through our databases. And so if you've been arrested by immigration before, Border Patrol, ICE, been deported before, there's a record. And once we see there's a record based on those fingerprints, we send detainers saying we have probable cause. This person's in your jail. He's here illegally based on these fingerprints. However, there's thousands upon thousands of illegal aliens sitting in jails across this country who don't have fingerprints within DHS databases because they got by the Border Patrol. They weren't arrested. They snuck in and got by them. Mm-hmm. So that is why sanctuary cities are even worse than you think, because back in the day, we used to be sitting in those jails. We talked to everybody coming through, and we arrested thousands upon thousands of illegal aliens that committed serious crimes that we had no prior record on. So that 1100 that's just a drop in the bucket. Yeah, that's tip of the iceberg, and and, and, and this is happening all over the place. It's great information, by the way, about the fingerprints. Um, what, what I want to know is, do we have records? Uh, and I know we see anecdotal stories, obviously, especially when they're really, really high-profile type crimes. But do we have any real grasp, Director Holman, of the number of these individuals who are released rather than being detained as requested by ICE? Uh, that we know, we, you know, especially if we have fingerprints on them and we know there is probable cause here. Uh, do we have any real numbers on the number of crimes committed by those people after their releases? Yes. And, and well, it's... it's Part yes, part no. Okay. We know what we know. What, what I mean is, if, if a jurisdiction just comes out and says, we're not going to honor the detainer, we can track how many detainers we're not honored. However, if they don't cooperate with us, we don't know when they're released. And uh, so a lot of people say, well, oh, how, how do you know that, you know, what, when were these people released when they hit back streets? We don't know because the, the jurisdiction doesn't work for us. We don't know he's been released until he gets rearrested again. So, you know, that, that, that's part of the dilemma. But we, we are tracking how many detainers have been honored by each jurisdiction. We have tracked how many uh, aliens are being rearrested that were, were the detainers weren't honored. We can track that. As far as uh, uh, how many illegal aliens commit crimes, that's being tracked by numerous uh, uh, people. It can be tracked through the DOJ, Office of Justice Programs. But again, only for people that we know are illegal in the United States. So for the you know the thousands who get booked in the jail, who have no record, they could be foreign born based on the, uh, the the booking data, but it doesn't mean they're here illegally. We don't know that until we talk to these people. So we have a lot of information, but again, that information we have is just just scratching the surface on what's really happening. We are talking with Tom Homan. He's the former acting director of ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. He's now a Fox News contributor, continuing to educate the public about the uh, dangers that we face with respect to our southern border and the attack on our sovereignty. Can you tell us where we are? We kept hearing at the end of 2019 that the number of apprehensions was way down. Some people hear that and think, oh, well, the problem is solved then. There's, if the apprehensions are down, that means not so many people are trying to cross. Uh, is that the reality of the situation? What does it Look, mean? Look, I, I can tell you this. This president, now? President Trump, on his own, I, not you know, Congress hasn't offered up one fix, one solution. Matter of fact, they're working against them. You know, they're, they're fighting them on every dollar for the border wall. Uh, they're throwing out enticements about you know, let's have citizenship for those who come to the country illegally. Let's get free medical care. Let's get free college tuition. While he's trying to address 
crosses the border, they keep throwing enticements like throwing gas on a fire. However, the numbers on the southern border right now are down over 70% from the high in May because of this president and his actions, his out-of-the-box thinking. However, Congress still needs to address loopholes because here's a problem. We're counting on Mexico. Mexico's got uh, military on their southern border and northern border. Mexico has agreed to do the Remain in Mexico program. If you're from Central America, you can come to our border claim asylum. Uh, we have you wait in Mexico. Mexico agreed to do a lot of that. However, if Mexico decides that they can no longer afford to do this or they don't want to do this, we're in trouble. So our national security, our sovereignty, our border security shouldn't be relied on, on another country. It's a sad day in the United States when the, when the country of Mexico is doing more to help secure our southern border than members of Congress. So Congress still needs to fix the loopholes so we don't have to depend on another country to help us. Well, and, you know, what's really interesting, Director Holman, is that the Congress has stopped talking about this. If you remember last spring and and early part of summer, all they could talk about was babies in cages. All they could talk about was this inhumane treatment of all of these asylum seekers on the border and so on and so forth. Now they're not only not talking about that because all they want to do is impeach impeach Donald Trump, but but there is no incentive, it seems, for for them to do anything. They're not, you know, especially if if we can declare, and I don't know if it's accurate or not, you tell me, is it still quote unquote an emergency a crisis at the border and 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 what do we expect congress to do they wouldn't do something when there was an emergency before this 70 percent drop in apprehensions okay well two things it's not the imminent threat emergency it was uh uh back in you know late last year early this year with record right. numbers and we're looking at many people coming across those numbers been knocked down a lot however the monthly apprehensions are still higher than they were you know, two years ago, three years ago. So the numbers are still high. So we're still got an issue on the border. Because right now, what the advocates are doing and others, they're getting Mexican nationals now to come to the border and start claiming asylum. And under asylum law, unlike Central Americans, we can't return Mexicans back to Mexico until they've seen the judge, which means that uh, we have to detain them. If we only detain them so long, they're going to be released. So you're going to start seeing more and more Mexican adults uh, increase uh, in, in, in crossings. However, you are right on the fact that Congress isn't going to do a thing. They're not going to talk about it. Number one, what are they going to say? We failed to close these loopholes. We have fought the president every step of the way, and he succeeded by you know getting the numbers down 70%. That's the story. Look, they want this president to fail. They want to stand in 2020 so this president failed on his number one campaign promise to secure the border. And they can't do it because this president has succeeded even with them running against him on everything he's tried to do. So, look, they're not going to do anything to help him. They, they, they hate this president more than they love this country. And I, I say that with all my heart. They hate this president more than they take their responsibility to protect the citizens of this country. I don't care if you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat or, or, or independent. There's no downside of securing our southern border and preventing bad people from coming to this country. So they, they got no argument. They cannot, they cannot beat this president, so that's why they got this, Trump, this, this, this trumped-up impeachment thing. They're working this big scandal. And, uh, again, it's, it's, they're, they're going to take this president on today. And at this rate, what they're doing, he's going to win by a landslide. I'm confident of that.
I am hopeful of that. And and what you just said is so spot on. Uh, we're talking with uh, former ICE Director Tom Homan. Uh, as evidence of how much they hate this president versus their love for the country, uh, you, you saw what they did when the president ordered the strike that killed one of the worst terrorists in the world, who has killed over 600, pushing up towards 700, depending on the number of uh, reports that you see. Americans with his uh, IEDs and other uh, attacks on uh, Americans and American uh, allies and assets and so on and so forth. When Trump killed Soleimani, they they backed Soleimani. They condemned him. How dare you? You didn't have the authority to do that. I, I say that not just to kind of get you going here, Director Holman, but I want to talk about, uh, let's tie this to the border. We know it's not just Mexicans. We know it's not just Central Americans who have been storming the border over the last several years. There are people coming from around the world, including the Middle East, to try to get into the United States. How can oh, absolutely. Look, we when I was the ICE director, we removed people to over, over 130 different countries across the world. Wow. So people from all the world are coming to the country. Now, 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 let me let me get to the cages and the zero tolerance all this stuff. Why did the administration do what they did? Because Congress failed to address what's going on the board. They failed to close the loopholes. So what, what the president recognized, and I recognize, that this humanitarian crisis became a national security crisis. Because the border patrol were out saying 40 to 60 percent. Over half of border patrols were no longer on the line. They were changing diapers. They were making formula, making hospital runs for all these families coming across. So when half the border patrol is no longer on the line, if you're a terrorist or you're an MS-13 member, you don't come across the border because it's wide open because half the border patrol is no longer on the line. The president recognized this. A terrorist can't buy a plane ticket, come here anymore. It was really hard because all the database and intelligence checks they do. You can't get a visa anymore because any sort of derogatory information runs in these databases. You won't be able to get a visa. You're going to come to this country the way 12 or 20 million other people did during the southern border, especially when half the border patrol is no longer online. I believe Congress on this. Congress didn't care. They didn't want to, they didn't want to address this, this border crisis. So the president said, okay, well, we got to do what we got to do to protect Americans, which means we're going to build a wall. We're going to have a main Mexico program. And, yeah. We're going to have zero tolerance, and we're going to start prosecuting people that intentionally enter this country illegally. So when the Democrats yell about cages and, and, and the way they treat people, they could have prevented ICE having record detention. They could have prevented zero tolerance. They could have prevented detaining children and families if they would have closed the loophole we told them to close three years ago. So if they want to know why children are dying, 31% of women are getting raped, why do a zero tolerance? All they got to do is look in the mirror. We are talking to former ICE Director Tom Homan. Absolutely perfect response, and that's information that nobody wants to talk about. That's why I like to hear you, and that's why I like the opportunity to talk to you, because nobody's bringing that up. And similarly, I'll wrap it up with this, Director Homan. Not too many people are talking about the news report last week that came out that showed three more than 350,000 anchor babies were born in uh, 2019, costing U.S. taxpayers roughly $2.4 billion per year. Now, people People will say, these are American citizens, birthright citizenship, and they are. According to the law, they are. But that doesn't mean this is, this is right, that uh, 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 illegal no, immigrants yeah. are coming to this country, having their babies so that they can uh, take advantage of our law and on that loophole in order to stay in this country. And not only say, look, that's a major driver for illegal immigration. They want to come here to their kids. The first group of families, 100,000 families came across. When they finally got final orders, I was still the director. We did a national operation to look at these families who had the due process, were older removed, and 40% of these women were already pregnant or had a U.S. citizen child. Look, and, and everybody says, well, illegal aliens don't take advantage of social services. 
maybe they don't. A lot of them do. Believe me, I, I, I've seen it. But maybe a lot of them don't. But as soon as they have a U.S. citizen child, now they're eligible for food stamps, they're eligible for WIC, they're eligible for all, all these social programs, so they got a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen child. So, look, having a U.S. citizen child does a couple things. They, can, they collect social services at uh, tax fair expense. And number two, that keeps that illegal alien feeling pretty confident that he, they won't be arrested or removed. Because when I was ICE director, the biggest hit I took was, why did you arrest this illegal alien who's been here for eight years as two U.S. citizen children? How dare you separate that family? And my response was, if the message you want to send to the rest of the world is, enter this country illegally in violation of law, hide out and have two U.S. citizen kids, now you're immune from the law, now you all get automatic amnesty. If that's the message we're going to send, our laws don't mean anything, then good luck every, every fixing this illegal immigration problem, because you're not going to that is ex- That is exactly right. That is what, that's why it's a driver. They know that they can come here, have those children, and then play on the sympathy of the American people, and quite frankly, the Democrats in Congress saying you can't break up families. Well, they chose to come here and put themselves in a position to be broken up, not the American people. Uh, former ICE Director Tom Homan, thank you so much. Thank you for all of the great work you've done throughout your career and that you continue to do by educating the people about these important issues. All right, thanks, Pat. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, sir. That's Tom Homan. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to him. Uh, I missed him in September at the fair, the uh, holding their feet to the fire event in Washington, D.C. Uh, I talked to him last year, I'm sorry, in 2018, was not able to catch up with him in 2019, and I've been trying to uh, uh, rectify that uh, ever since. So a great opportunity to talk to him about some very important issues. All right, 922, we are off and rolling on this Tuesday edition of The Authority. Back after this. That's some information that you're not going to get in a lot of places. That's why Director Tom Homan, former Ace Director Tom Homan, uh, the work that he's doing is so important. Did you, do you understand how dangerous this country is becoming because of our lack of commitment to uh, keeping our borders secure and making sure that people who are in this country, uh, either legally or illegally, are following the laws while they are here? And yes, we know, you know, it's a crime to come into this country illegally in the first place. But when you are a criminal committing other criminal acts while here illegally, obviously you have no respect whatsoever for the, this country that you claim to want to be a part of. And it's time for you to go. And every time these people are caught and arrested, this is what Tom Homan talked about at the beginning of our conversation. Uh, every time they're caught and arrested, for committing other crimes, not just for being here, not just for existing in the United States without documentation or illegally, but when they commit crimes in addition to that uh, initial crime, and our local counties and cities won't hold these people while ICE can come and get them, that's the problem here, as, uh, as Ta- Director Homan was talking about at the beginning there. You know, in Chicago, and in Cook County in particular, um, they're releasing illegals with criminal records. And they're releasing them by the hundreds, if not the thousands. He said there were at least 1,100 that they could count in, uh, in fiscal year 2019. 1,100 criminal aliens, not just aliens, but criminal aliens with records are being released before ICE can come and get them and initiate deportation proceedings. They would rather turn criminals loose to reoffend, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the, uh, on the streets than actually help Donald Trump enforce border protection and security. 
I mean, you heard the director. Everything he said was accurate. These people who run some of the biggest cities in America that are sanctuary cities like Chicago, like Los Angeles, like San Francisco, and up and down the line, these cities and and the leaders of these cities hate President Trump so much they are willing to put the people of these cities in jeopardy. Even though they know they're almost locks to reoffend. The recidivism rate for these people, once they are told essentially that the law will not apply to them, we're not going to hold you, and we're not going to turn you over to, to ICE, they, they, it just encourages and emboldens them to commit more of these acts. And they don't care. I, it's, it's, it, this is such a very strange existence that we are all experiencing right now. We have a party and an ideology in the United States of America that backs Iranian terrorists and condemns the president who takes them out, that back illegal alien criminals and condemns the law enforcement agents who try to put them out. And this is, this is a, such a surreal experience right now. But that is why it is so extraordinarily important that we fight, and it's so extraordinarily important that we continue to win elections including re-electing our president and taking control back of the House of Representatives just about ten and a half months from now. It's 9.30, news time. Want to get to you and your phone calls at 216-901-0945 right after AM 1420, The Answer. I didn't say we were going to do a segment on a rant. I don't know what we're doing. Little flock of seagulls anyway for you. Thanks for joining us. It's 935. Appreciate you being with us. Thanks again to Director Tom Holman. I just got a t- uh, tweet from uh, somebody who wasn't happy uh, about that interview. And uh, the reason why is because they couldn't hear it all. Uh, saying when you listen to the show via the Internet, the, the guests are sometimes cut off in mid-sentence to go to commercial. This just happened with Director Holman. So I apologize for that. I don't know what to do about that. Uh, I'm going to pass that along to our tech wizards and see if we can work that out. But I just, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to uh, uh, ter- uh, send you to the uh, podcast page at uh, whkradio.com. whkradio.com. Every show is podcast and available for your consumption. You can download it. You can listen to it right off your phone or your computer, however you want to do it. So if you missed some of the interview with Homan due to a tech problem, uh, please download that. Uh, the first hour will be loaded uh, shortly after the uh, program ends. In fact, both hours will be shortly after the program ends so that you, you can catch up on what you missed. So apologies for that. So um, there was a football game last night. And I'm not doing a sports show here, but I'm just going to point this out. Great game. Uh, the best team in the country from start to finish this year, really, has been LSU, Louisiana State. And uh, last night they capped off their uh, amazing 15-0 season with Joe Burrow, by the way, the quarterback, uh, is an Ohio boy. As a matter of fact, he's an Ohio boy who went to Ohio State, and then due to some circumstances, including breaking his hand when he was the number one backup um, uh, to uh, – to, uh, JT Barrett uh, cost him an opportunity to continue and take over the starter's role uh, because he had a broken hand when Barrett went down. Dwayne Haskins of the Buckeyes stepped up and played well and thus passed Burrow on the depth, the depth chart. So due to injury, Burrow didn't get to ascend to the starter's role. And so what he did was he graduated early in three years at Ohio State and transferred to LSU. Had a solid season last year and then this year. 
set the world on fire. Maybe, just maybe, the greatest single season any quarterback has ever had in college football history. 59 touchdown passes, uh, 15-0 and season, Heisman Trophy, humble kid, probably will be the number one pick in the draft. He's a great, great story. God-fearing, uh, family-oriented, what a great, great story. So congratulations to Joe Burrow. I bring all of that up just because I was interested in that part of the story, the Joe Burrow story. But I bring up the game from last night because I'm even more interested in this. The commander-in-chief of the U.S. Armed Forces, the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the free world, strolled into the Superdome in Louisiana last night for the national championship game with his beautiful supermodel wife on his arm and got this reception from the fans. Uh, how many people does the Superdome hold? I want to say around 60, 65,000. Not 100% sure about that, but this is the reception he got from a massive domed stadium full of fans. He's waving. He's clapping. Melania's waving. That was just 30 seconds of the ovation that Donald Trump and his wife received uh, in Louisiana at at the uh, Superdome last night. Just an amazing, amazing, rousing reception. I just gave you 30 seconds of it. What I didn't give you is uh, the audio of the fans in that stadium chanting four more years, four more years, in addition to USA, USA. The President of the United States was impeached last month. The President of the United States literally was impeached by the Congress. He's awaiting trial in the Senate to see whether or not he gets to keep his job. The liberal Democrats think this is what the American people want. The liberal Democrats think that they are doing the country a favor by trying to get rid of this president. How triggered do you think Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Chuck Schumer and Alexandria Damasio-Cortez, how triggered do you think they were when they are doing everything they can to get rid of this guy. And he walks into a football game to an ovation like the conquering hero of the world. There's no mixture of boos and cheers. It's just a thunderous ovation for the President of the United States. This is real-world evidence. Maybe you can hear the USA, USA part in the background a little bit there. But this is real-world evidence that you cannot and should not ever trust polls about approval ratings, about races uh, you know, with, uh, with uh, 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 other uh, uh, candidates in a campaign. Uh, honestly, if you listen to the, to the liberal media tell it, this country can't stand Donald Trump. They want him impeached. If you listen to the numbers that they come up with and try to force down our throats, uh, his approval rating is far, far too low. 
Uh, and it and it's a sign that the, the American people want to change. But if you go out there and listen to the American people, and you might say, "Well, that's a biased crowd, a biased audience." It's down in Louisiana, and he's popular in the South. And yeah, he is. There's some truth to that part. But this was the national championship game. Fans flock to the national championship game from all over the country. They always do. They give a certain amount of tickets to be sold to each of the schools playing in the game, so that would be Clemson and LSU. Excuse me. Clemson's in South Carolina, of course. So you still have two southern schools there getting the majority of the tickets, but the rest of them are put up and made available. And so people flock from all over the country here. And the president walked in down that sideline with Melania Trump on his arm and received a hero's welcome. How triggered do you think that makes Nancy Pelosi? How livid do you think they are? They're watching TV. They see him stroll on, and they hear that ovation. And you can just hear Nancy's dentures hitting the floor as her jaw drops open. You can just hear the... Somebody gets those for me. Somebody please do it. I can't reach them. Give me the dentures. Honestly, they have they have got to be just beside themselves. And I bring this up just because I want you to understand that the cause that we are undertaking is by by continuing to support our president, by continuing to support keeping America great, by continuing to grow this phenomenal economy, by continuing to create more and better paying jobs as wages continue to rise and joblessness continues to fall. The job that we have undertaken here is supported by more people than we know. Sometimes people will say to me, if I ever wear a Trump hat, or if I ever uh, go out and people just recognize my voice or, or recognize me from, from the Internet or something of that nature, and they say, hey, Bob, thanks, uh, you know, a Trump fan here. And I almost always say to them, good for you, there aren't enough of us. You know, we got we to gotta stick together because there's not enough of us. I'm going to stop saying that because I think there are a lot more of us than people realize. And it's just that we are told over and over and over again that we're the outcasts. We are Hillary Clinton's deplorables. We are the ones that are are the dredges of society, and we've got to keep to ourselves and keep quiet because um, uh, you know we're we're embarrassed, and we should be embarrassed, is the way the story is told, to be supporting who we support and the causes that we support and the causes that he supports and the policies and so on and so forth. But I'm going to stop saying that. I don't think it's a matter of there aren't enough of us. We got to we got to we got to stick together because we're just aren't enough of us. I think there are a heck of a lot more of us than people realize. And that game last night kind of gave me an, an an example of that. The American people do not want to upset the apple cart when things are going as well as they are. We are winning in our economy. Or we are winning with our jobs. We are winning in the courts. My goodness, I talked to Jim Jordan about that yesterday. We'll talk to Kersenow about that again coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, we are winning with respect to uh, putting constitutional conservatives on the courts, on all of the federal courts, or in all of those courts. Constitutional conservatives, meaning they're not politically ideologically driven. It means that they are originalists when it comes to the Constitution, and they don't think it's a living, breathing document that can be changed and should be changed based on the whims of the of the modern day. That it can, that it must be viewed through its original lens. And 
we're so we're winning on that. We're winning uh, when it comes to foreign policy. We're winning when it comes to terrorists. We just took out the leader of ISIS. Now we took out the leader of the uh, Iranian uh, uh, terrorist Quds forces. We just continue to win. And all the left wants to do is advance us to impeachment. Because despite now three-plus years of those wins, they cannot accept and refuse to accept that the American people chose him over her. We're ten and a half months away from the next election, and they're still trying to invalidate the last one. That's what this is all about. And I think it's extraordinary whenever we see things like this that we highlight it and we show the American people and show fellow like-minded conservatives and Trump supporters and America supporters, quite frankly, that's what this is about. It's not about one man. It's about what he is doing to try to help save this constitutional republic of ours. I think whenever we see and, and hear these kinds of things, we've got to continue to shout. We've got to continue to keep the pressure on and keep the momentum up. Do not be ashamed. Do not be afraid. Uh, there are a lot more of us than you think. Now, still be smart. Be strategic. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't wear you know hats and shirts and things like that that are going to trigger idiots out in public. I don't do it. I won't put a yard sign in front of my house either because I don't want vandalism being t- uh, uh, taking place. Unless I got security cameras everywhere and I can uh, catch whoever did it. Uh, there are things that I won't do, but there are things that I will do. And I will speak loudly and proudly uh, about where this country is right now, where it was just a few years ago, and where it's headed because of the leadership of one person in the face of more obstruction and more... Um, uh, well, I guess I'm going to stick with obstruction. I was looking for another word there. Uh, but uh, not only from the opposition party, but from some members of his own party in the history of the American presidency. So uh, that uh, that game last night was just something to really behold. And, uh, and by the way, I should probably hit this real quick for the break. It wasn't all warm and fuzzy, or at least the aftermath of it wasn't, because... A Hollywood star, and I don't know if, would you consider him an A-lister? Is Vince Vaughn an A-lister? He's been in some pretty big movies. Uh, Fred Claus and Wedding Crashers. I mean, he's, he's up there. He's not, you know, he's not Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or any of those people. But, but Vince Vaughn is a, is a pretty doggone well-respected and, 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 uh, highly successful Hollywood actor. He was at the game last night, and he was on camera sitting with the president for about eh, a minute, maybe a little less than a minute having a genial conversation, and then greeted him, or not greeted him, rather, but uh, left him with a handshake before he moved on. And Vince Vaughn immediately became the target of leftist vitriol online. Social media, which, of course, is straight-up Satan. It is. Social media and Satan took immediate aim at Vince Vaughn. How dare you? Oh, my God. You just normalized relationships with Donald Trump, who they believe, quite frankly, to be Satan. And Vince Vaughn has been canceled, the cancel culture. People are calling for his movies to be boycotted. People are saying he shouldn't work in Hollywood anymore, blah, 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 blah. So it wasn't all warm and fuzzy because it wasn't filled with hatred and loathing. In other words, the left wasn't going to be happy unless this Hollywood, whoever star, whatever star it would would have been, this Hollywood star went into the Trump box there and spit on the man. How dare you shake his hand? How dare you actually engage in civil conversation with him? Don't you know that Maxine Waters said you are supposed to push up on these people? Push them! 
Tell them. Let them know they're not welcome here or anywhere. You remember that, right? That's what Jim Jordan reminded us about yesterday, too. But Vince Vaughn, instead of doing that, had a civil... And I have no idea what Vince Vaughn's politics are. There are very few Hollywood actors who are willing uh, to, uh, you know, acknowledge their conservatism. Very few. For the same reason I said before, I won't wear, you know, stuff in public. Uh, Not that it's going to hurt my career. I work at a conservative radio station doing conservative news talk. I'm okay, but I worry about just personal safety, family safety, property safety, those kinds of things. But for that same reason... Uh, uh, many, many, in fact, almost all conservatives in Hollywood keep their conservatism to themselves because they think it's going to harm them in some way, and they're probably right. I have no idea if Vince Vaughn is conservative or if he's a Trump supporter or if he's just a famous Hollywood actor who was given an audience with Donald Trump, the president, and he took advantage of that to be cordial and civil. Whether he agrees with his policies or disagrees with them, it's just that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be civil. We were civil to Barack Obama. Hated him. Hated his leftist turn, hated what he tried to do to this country, but we were civil. And nobody complained if somebody shook Barack Obama's hand instead of, uh, you know, screaming at him. So, Vince Vaughn, thank you for your civility, for your, uh, for your graciousness, and thank you to President Trump for receiving him in this box there at the game uh, in such a, a civil way as well. I think two grown men there set a pretty good example that more Americans should follow rather than to let the vitriol that they carry within them um, uh, affect their actions on a daily basis. All right, quick time out here. Uh, it's 9.51. Kirsten now coming up at 10.05, 10.10-ish. He's got a lot to say. We'll talk to him. I want to talk to you, too. 216-901-0945 right here on YouTube. short segment here before the top of the hour. I want to play something for you here from uh, uh, from Fox & Friends. It's not my favorite show, to be honest with you. I'm glad I have Hugh Hewitt to listen to in the morning. But I do flip over from time to time when Hugh goes into commercial and I see what these guys are talking about. I'm just not a a fan a ton of the time on the way they present and some of the things that they say. But they were spot on about what I was just talking about. There's not a human being on the planet that wouldn't go up to President Obama or I don't think President Bush... In the past, it doesn't of, mean you have to vote for him. It doesn't mean you have to agree no, with everything they say. He's no the president believable. of the United States. Right. Uh, you know, that's the problem with the United States right now. Uh, as we take a look at uh, Mark Thiessen, what he said, he said, OMG, oh, my goodness, the humanity, this is terrible. We must now all hate Vince Vaughn. You would have done great under Stalin. Uh, but, Brian, I think you're absolutely right. If you are if you're in the same uh, box at an event or something like that and the president's right over there or you're sitting next to him, who wouldn't talk to him? Well, and we don't. Nobody's hired lip readers to figure out what he said to the president. We don't know if it was uh, positive. We don't know if he was critical. But unless America talks to the other side and we can just talk to each other, this is going to be a country. They might as well just split the country right in half, right uh, down the Mississippi. It's true. Uh, we have to be able to talk to one another. Now, I know some of them don't want to talk. Some of them would rather punch you in the face, like we have seen time and time again, especially if you're wearing a red hat. But to condemn and criticize two people for talking, and again, we have no idea if Vince Vaughn actually is a conservative and was thanking the president, or if he's a liberal but says, Mr. President, I respect you and your office. Uh, it's very nice to meet you, sir. Whatever it was, or maybe somewhere down the middle, uh, maybe said good job by getting the terrorist. Who knows? Um, 
but what we do know is that this individual should not have his career affected, have his his uh, status in Hollywood affected by simply greeting the president. This is what civil adults do. They are able to talk with one another. And again, I have no idea whether they're on the, they're on the same or opposite sides. Tanya is calling us from Akron. Hi, Tanya. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. How are you? Happy New Year. And to you as well. Thank you so much. I was just thinking, I was driving into work while you were talking about the LSU game. I didn't watch it because I was asleep because I had to go to work in the morning. But it's just funny is that, you know, they show pictures about the, uh, in Iran of the mullah, of the guy that was shot. And then all the parades, how these people are, yeah, Fulamai, how he was uh, beloved and how they were, you know, fawning over him. And then the next day they show the real people that are out on the street and they don't want to say anything about that. And then the, all of the news shows talk about how much people hate Trump. You can't get over it. And then every time he's at a public event that you don't have to be in, they choose to come and it has a mixture of people. Then you have people showing their love and affection for one, our country two the president of our country, no matter what party he is in, and then those people that love and support this particular president because of what he's doing for the country that we love. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I was so happy to hear that. I didn't even know he was going to the game. I didn't either. That was a surprise to me too. I, I had no idea or else I would have brought it up on the, the program yesterday and said, can't we, see, can't wait to see what happens tonight when the president shows up at the championship game. So they kept that under wraps very well. But what you just pointed out, Tanya, is, is right. You, you just described propaganda. Um, the Iranians put out propaganda trying to make it, and the left, leftist media here followed suit. They parroted the Iranian propaganda that said that, uh, Soleimani was a revered and loved figure. In Iran, and then, but the reality is, you see images of people tearing his picture up. They're chanting against him. They're chanting against the regime, and they actually appreciate and support what uh, President Trump did. And then the same thing goes on here. You're right. You to listen to the leftists tell it. Uh, nobody supports Donald Trump. He's a pariah. They can't wait to impeach him. And then here it is, a public setting where, as you pointed out, people, uh, you know, see the president of the United States. Uh, they weren't coming there with a political mission. They were coming there for a football game, but they saw the president and gave him a rousing ovation. It just flies in the face of the negative Trump propaganda uh, media that uh, that is out there today. So you're spot on, Tanya. I think it's, gonna, it's, it's backfiring on, too, because they did the same thing with Brexit twice. They did the same thing with Netanyahu. They want to make everybody hate Trump, and not just Trump. I think it's more than Trump now. I think it's the policies they don't want. Because in every country that's starting to adopt liberty and freedom, they don't want it. They are about captivity and death. And it's coming and it's falling apart. Well, you know what, uh, Tanya, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm so glad you got up and uh, shared that with us. Thanks so much for the call. Even though you missed the game last night, you missed a good one, by the way. It was fun. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Great points. And we're going to hear more great points coming up after the top of the hour news because it's cursing out time. He'll join us next right here on AM 1428. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.